Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Amen. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We have been talking about the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith, just a quick, just a real quick review. I'm not going to. It's more than just, you know, making a confession. That's part of it, obviously, a big part. But I don't make a confession just to prove that I have faith. I make the confession because I believe. It's a lifestyle. I don't, you know, in other words, the spirit of faith, faith, in other words, you're so full of the word the Bible talks about how, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we could be so full of the word that that's that that the spirit of faith begins to govern our thinking. It begins to govern our our actions, our thoughts. And other words, we don't have to do a lot of thinking. It's so much in us. The word abiding on the inside of us so much, it's just governing us to act just like Jesus. Jesus didn't go around making a confession just to prove who he was. He he spoke what he believed on a continual basis. That's what the spirit of faith, it's it's our it's our makeup. It's who we are. It's how we live. The just shall live by faith. Now here it says in <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we're going to jump into verse 13 as a text. Then we'll go on to, I guess we'll go on down to verse 7 here in a minute. But in verse 13 it says, And since we have the same spirit of faith, he said we, have, not trying to get it. This is an important part. You got it. Amen. Say, I got it. I got it. You got the measure of faith. You know, I, you hear, I just wish I had more faith. Well, you got the measure of faith. Come on. Romans 12, uh, Romans 12, 3, you got a measure. Jesus said one parable. He said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, seed's not very big. Paul said we have, we have the, the measure of faith. So we all have a measure. The question is, are you using the measure? You have to use your measure. Like your muscles on your body, you have to use it. It says, um, <clears throat> and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. Of course, he's quoting from Psalms 116, verse 10, about David. And David's going through a trial. And we, in this, Paul's going through a trial. But notice the words, according to what is written. You remember Jesus being filled with the Spirit, was led into the wilderness in a dry place 
a barren place to be tempted of the devil for 40 days. Now listen, it was in the wilderness. It was in the dry place. It was in the barren place that Jesus overcame. Saints, we're going to be in situations, we're going to overcome in situations that don't look good. It may look dry. It may, it may look like a barren place, but that's where you have to overcome. You cannot be silent in those conditions. Jesus was not silent. Jesus said three times, it is written, it is written, it is written, right there in the dry place. Other words, Jesus with the spirit of faith overcame the devil in that dry place, right there. By the word of God, by believing and confessing. He left the example for us how to act, how to speak. Jesus walked his three, three and a half years of ministry in the spirit of faith. Listen, the spirit of faith will always move you forward. It will always take you to another level. Amen. There is no decreasing. There is no going back. You're always moving in a forward movement. Mm -hmm. Jesus, after, that, after he overcame, listen to me, after he overcame, the Bible said he returned in the Spirit. He returned in the power of the Spirit. Remember, he came in filled with the Spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, he's going to another level because he overcame. It always takes you to a level. God is the God of increase. He wants his children to go forward. Saints, it's going to take the word. It's going to take believing and speaking. So Jesus, it said Jesus returned in the in the power of the Spirit. And he starts his ministry. Yeah. Not before. It was after that he started his ministry. So we can say back in verse 13, the two elements to the Spirit of faith is believing and speaking. So let's back it up just a little bit and let's look at the Apostle Paul's trial. He's going through a tough time, but yet his focus isn't on the tough time. His focus is on the Word because he says believing. Well, it's not believing the Reader's Digest. It's believing the Word. So let's just back it up. Let me get a drink. Let's back up to verse 7. <clears throat> I tell you what, you, this, these few verses, uh, chapter 4, 
there's about, I counted at least eight sermons, and I mean many sermons. You can get out of this. <clears throat> verse 7, let's just start in verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. Verse 8. And we'll, we'll come back on verse 7. We'll try to. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Notice, you know, saints, listen. We're not in denial. You know, I don't go around, you know, if, if I have an issue, I'm not going to deny it. But I'm not going to give it number one. What's the word? Priority. It's going to be a low priority. Now, if I'm sick, you know, I'm not going to deny it. But I'm not going to go around saying I'm sick. Actually, the Bible says don't say it. Isaiah 33, I think it's 24. 33, verse 24 in Isaiah, it says, don't say I'm sick. Just don't say it. Joel 3.10 says, let the weak say, I'm strong. So if I'm sick, I don't want to say I'm sick. I want to say I'm well. Why? Because based on the word of God, see, you may think I'm weird, but I say, I think you're weird. Because I'm just basing my belief on the Word. The Word says, by His stripes you were healed. That's all past tense. Anyway, hallelujah. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Notice every time He says, hard-pressed, but we're not crushed. Perplexed. In other words, we don't have all the answers. I don't... There's some things I just don't know. Paul says, I don't know. We're perplexed. But he never leaves you perplexed. He says, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Because God says he'll never leave, he'll never leave you nor forsake you, right? That's a promise. From, then it goes, knocked down, but not destroyed. Now, I want to read... So this out of the, the Passion Bible, verse 8, it says, Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do. But get this. But quitting is not an option. Let me say that again. Quitting is not an option. In other words, do not allow your mind to go there. I'm actually, I, I think it was Abraham and Sarah. I think it's in uh, Hebrews chapter eleven, verse fifteen. It said they would not allow their minds to think back on the country in which they left. In other words, if they would have kept thinking about the, I'm paraphrasing, because I think I don't even know what I think it's Hebrews eleven fifteen. It says they, they would not allow their mind to think back to where they came from. Otherwise, we're not even going to think about it. 
Had they thought about it, the Bible says they would have gave opportunity to do what? To go back. There's some things you don't entertain. When you take that step of faith, don't look back. Don't, don't allow, see, this is where the enemy will work on your mind. You, see, the Bible says we have an unction from the Holy Spirit. We know all things. You know. You know. Don't allow the enemy, enemy to talk you going backwards. Don't entertain stuff like that. You know what to do. Just do it. Now, according to the word that he's given you, we all have our lanes. We all have our track or our lane to stay in. Just stay in your lane and be obedient. Hallelujah. So where am I at? Uh, verse 9, we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. This is the, the Passion Bible. We may be we may be knocked down, but we're not out. I like that. Yeah, you may get knocked down, but we get right back up. The Apostle Paul thought very little of trouble. He calls it in verse 17, I think, a light affliction. Other words... It's not top priority. It is not a low priority. It is the lowest of the lowest. That's how you got to think. Persecution. See, if you just ask the, the Apostle Paul, how did you get there all, through all this? Verse 13, by believing and speaking. Same thing with uh, with. Uh, Joshua and Caleb, same thing with David. With Caleb, Caleb said, let us go, let us. You ever caught that? He said, let us. I just caught that the other day. Let us. That sounds like the Apostle Paul. So I looked that up. The Apostle Paul said, let us, 43 times. Just in his letters, 43 times. Caleb said, let us go at once. Now, I'm talking about the spirit of faith. Now, this not only does the spirit of faith uh, is an aggressive faith. Not only is it aggressive, it is a fighting spirit. Not only is it a fighting spirit, but it is a team spirit. Did you catch what Caleb said? Let us. Let's go back and look at that. Numbers 13. Numbers 13, let's see, verse 30. Caleb quieted the people. Well, first of all, let's go back up. And now, the, here's, the, here's the evil report. Ne 28, verse 28. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. Cities are fortified, very large. Now, all these things are facts. Yes, there's giants there. Yes, the buildings are, the walls are huge, cities fortified. All those are facts.
but they're allowing the facts to govern their steps. Caleb says in verse 30, he says, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. Other words, the spirit of faith says, let's all go. He, listen, other words, Caleb's saying, Caleb's not just thinking about himself. He said, let us go up at once and take possession. For we, we are able to do what? Overcome. So he keeps involving all the people around him. He, he's, <clears throat> he's trying to motivate them. Catch the team spirit. Catch the faith wave. Let's go. Man, they're bread for us. Their, their, their defense is down. God's with us. Man, they'd be like bread. There'd be nutrition for us. In other words, he's saying faith food. Faith for our muscles to grow. We used to have, now, now I know y'all did too. We used to have pep rallies in high school. Come on. And we'd have slogans like, catch the spirit, and go, fight, go, I don't know. And we would chant back and forth, and we'd get pumped up, right? Well, I guess that helps to a certain point in the natural. It sure didn't help Pike Central. Okay, after, after so many years, you skipped the pep rallies. We were watching, uh, it had to be the, the weather, because I don't watch news much. If it is, it's by accident. <clears throat> we was watching the weather, and a ticket was going across. It was the, the mon- not Monday night, but the Friday night football scores, high school. And, of course, I caught my eye because I wanted to know, you know, the, some of the schools I used to run around, Jasper and Southridge, I used to run around those schools and knew the, the kids, and the, more so than the Pike, Pike County kids. Anyway, so I caught their scores. I saw Jasper won, yeah, and Southridge. They came to Pike Central. It went across, I'm thinking. I looked over Joanne. Some things never change. 53 to nothing. Help me out, Brother Randy. Come on. Are you serious? But anyway... In the spirit realm, it's vital. You can catch it. In other words, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Joshua and Caleb is trying to get them to go, trying to motivate them, get the team spirit and go at once. That was his attitude. Saints, that's the attitude we have as a church. We have a team spirit here. It's not about, well, I'll see you later. I'm going to the next level. No, we all should go to the next level. Come on. God has a purpose and plan for this church. Saints, go to the next level. There's always another another level. There's always increase. We serve a God of increase. So back, go back with me. Hallelujah. Back to verse 13. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 
<clears throat> so in verse 8 and 9, we see <clears throat> that there's, there's trouble on every side. But Paul thinks very little of it, just like Caleb thinks very little of it, just like David thought very little of the giant. Amen. We can talk about that for a while. But here's the thing. <clears throat> the devil wants to steal. <clears throat> he wants to take your faith. He wants to take the word. In other words, the Bible talks about affliction, uh, affliction, persecution comes for the sake of the word. If that doesn't get it, if the afflictions and persecutions don't get it, then he brings what he calls, what the Bible calls the cares of this world, deceitfulness of, of riches and the lust of other things. What? To enter in and choke the word so that it come, become unfruitful. You know, I, I, rem, I reminded of when <clears throat> the Lord told, told Peter, he said, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. Remember that? But Jesus said, I prayed for you that your faith would not fail. The enemy wants your faith. If he can steal the word, well, I'm saying interchangeably, the word and faith, because faith, your words, your the word of God is your faith container. The words. So if he can take the word of God, steal that word from you, guess what? Now he can rob. In other words, if he can rob your faith, now there's killing. Now there's destroying. But it all started with him stealing. If he can get the word out of you, then the rest is like dominoes. Amen. So, <clears throat> verse 13, the same spirit of faith. This, <clears throat> well, let me say, this. according to what was written, I believe, therefore I've spoken, I spoke. We also believe, therefore speak. Now, let's go on. <clears throat> Notice, let's just go on to verse 10. <clears throat> and always carried about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be manifested. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. And the life of Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Notice in verse 10, 11, and 12, <clears throat> the word life is mentioned. That word life is zoe. Other words, <clears throat> well, well, you got to remember in verse 7, it says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power, which is the dunamis power of God, may be of God, not of us. In other words, 
Every time pressure came, every time when they're in a jam, something would show up called, called life. It said at least twice in verse 10 that the life of Jesus also may manifest in our body. In other words, quickened, come alive. Every time the devil would try to take him out, Zoe, the life of God, would show up. The devil, there's not a thing he can do about it. He's throwing stuff at them on every side, putting pressure on the Apostle Paul on every side. But there's something that keeps popping up. It's the Zoe life of God. It says it's on the inside of you. It's, it's called, the. you could say this, you could say Christ in you, the hope of glory. That light, that, that power of God's on the inside of you. Listen, and the way you draw it up is by believing and speaking. See, the power, the quickening power of God is on the inside of you. You're carriers of the anointing. He just said, we have a treasure in earthen vessels. You're the clay pot. Inside you is the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. It raised him up. That same power is on inside of you. But the problem is, and I'm not saying us as a whole, but unless we speak the word in faith, believe God, that power just lays there. A lot of times we say, well, God, I just need more power. I need more power. How much power do you need? You've got the resurrection power on the inside of you. And one of these days, I expect it to be any day. It's going to quicken your body. Enough power to quicken your body and take us on out of here. That's how much power is on inside of you. It'll quicken this mortal body like a, in a twinkle of an eye. <clears throat> That's one of the things I'd like to... You know, some of these things you just have to confess over yourself. You've got... You know, there again, we'll go back to Philemon 1.6 about the communication of your faith. Pardon me, let me back it up. That the communication of your faith may become effectual. Other words, effectual means active. It means energized. You have everything in you has to come out. It's called working out your salvation with fear and trembling. God has put a massive investment in us. But you have to work those things out. All those things that are in us, in Christ Jesus, you have to, I have to bring these, bring, draw, is a better word, I guess, <clears throat> draw up out of the kingdom, you could say. The kingdom of God's not there or here or there. It's on the inside. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things be added unto you. It's all in the kingdom. The inheritance in the kingdom. The power in the kingdom. 
The kingdom's inside. But you have to draw it up and release that power. I make mental note, or I, I, I go through certain things just to remind my body, my mind, what's on the inside of me. You have to stir yourself up. There is a greater one on the inside of me. There is a person, the spirit of the living God, on the inside of me. Living. He's not like Kenneth Hagin used to say, he's not there just hitchhiking a ride. He's there for a purpose. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Word, word. Hallelujah. You say, well, Pastor Chuck, you know, things, it, I, can't, it, I can't get to work. So, you talk about believing and speaking and mountains moving and all this stuff. Why is it that I can't seem to maybe get that point? It's like I'm struggling. I can't get to that point. Well, this is what Kenneth Hagin, I wrote this down. <clears throat> this is what Kenneth Hagin said. Because <clears throat> Kenneth, Kenneth E. Hagin asked the Lord this, and I got this written down. <clears throat> he asked the Lord, why are some people not getting results or increase? That's a good question, right? There's, I, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that everything in my life is blossoming. Everything is just, no, I'm working on some stuff. I got some faith projects going. Amen. Actually, you all should all have, everyone should have a faith project. Why? Faith building muscles. Get yourself a faith project going. Well, thank you for that enthusiasm. <laughs> Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So the Lord answered Kenneth Hagin, and he said, My people are rejecting the watering process. Other words, you know, you could sow a seed in the ground, but unless you keep that ground moist, it could dry out, right? Or even after the seed has actually taken hold and it's popped through the ground. You have to keep the ground watered. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, it says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. Now we know God gives the increase, hallelujah. But notice, Paul says, I planted, Apollos waters. Now, they both preach and teach about the same thing because Apollos was under Paul. So, in other words, what he's saying is the seed was planted and Apollos watered. But it's not a one-time thing. In other words... You remember when you heard something for the first time, you get all excited? Amen. 
But then, but then you hear it again. Yeah, okay, amen. And about the fourth time, I heard that. I'm, I'm serious, because I used to do this. I heard that before. Now, what's happening is I'm rejecting the watering. I'm always, Joanna, we're always planting something, trees, bushes, or something. <clears throat> and I've noticed after I planted something, especially though it depends on season too, but man, you got you plant something, you, you gotta, you don't want that thing to dry out. Once it starts drying that ground, what happens? It becomes hard, crusty. Then when you get a downpour, there's a tendency of just been everything wants to run off. You got to prevent the ground from being hardened. The Bible calls it the hardening of the heart. Whenever you reject the watering process, you're saying, I heard that. Or you say, I heard that. That's the same thing as rejecting the watering process that God has instituted in His Word. How does faith come? By hearing, 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 hearing. It's a constant hearing. In the parable, the one who has the harvest, there's only one that has the harvest, only one ground. And that's the ground that keeps hearing. It's the ground that pays attention. It hears the word. It hears the word. Jesus always followed up on the sower souls the word with ears to hear. Do you have ears to hear? The measure that you use be measured back. In other words, you get this attitude. I know that. Pastor Mark just taught on Mark eleven twenty three. I know all about that. I heard that fifty times. What's happening and what will happen with an attitude like that? Now, being nice, I'm not trying to be mean, because <clears throat> I did this. <clears throat> it's an attitude problem. The attitude, the problem will be is you rejecting it. What you have, you had revelation at one time. Now you think you know it all. I'm talking to myself. I get a revelation on something. I think, oh, well, I know it all now. Pastor, you don't need to preach on that anymore. The Word of God has multi-layers. Revelation, revelation, revelation. Amen. When you think you know it all, you, get, you think, well, I... No, you, you, you just exposed yourself. You have mental assent. The, the revelation you had at one time, you'll lose. Turn with me. Let's, I'll prove it to you. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. The granddaddy parable, parable of them all. You understand this one? You understand all of them. Mark 4, 24, actually 23. Hallelujah. Are you there? Hallelujah. And it says, if anyone has ears, Mark 4, 23, if anyone has ears to hear, 
let him hear. Now, I, don't, I should have counted. I think there's at least 16 times in the Bible that Jesus mentions this. Jesus mentions this 16 times or in, in some like same manner. <clears throat> if anyone has ears let, to hear, let him hear. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. That's good ground. He's just telling you that's good ground. That's the person who had the harvest. He kept listening. He, he took heed to what he heard. He would not allow the enemy to speak something else into his life. He kept listening he passed up those other opportunities on purpose, right? To hear what the Spirit of the Lord said, to hear, what, to hear the Word of God. <clears throat> Verse 25, For whoever has, to him more will be given. But, here we go, whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Now let me read this out of the Passion Bible. Verse 25, it says, For those who listen with an open heart will receive more revelation. You see the attitude? In other words, you pay attention to what, what's being preached or teached more revelation. I mean, I'm talking about you have a, a zeal or an excitement to hear. You're paying attention. <clears throat> There'll be more revelation given. Other words, other words, you're it's you got a revelation, but now you're getting more revelation. Why would God give you more revelation if you said you already got it? Kenneth Hagin told the Lord one time, he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing. Some of these stories go, these stories go back a ways. <clears throat> he told the Lord, he said, Lord, I do believe. And he was getting frustrated because he's still, actually he's still on his bed of affliction, still trying to, <clears throat> trying to recoup from that. He said, Lord, I do believe. Now listen to this. The Lord told him, yes, you do believe. As far as you know. other words, there's more revelation. Revelation is what feeds the spirit of faith. It's not head knowledge. It's not, it's not mental assent. Mental assent does not feed, is not, your, is not your believing part. Now you start off that way, right? Knowledge. But eventually it's got to be revelation knowledge. other words... Pastor Mark could have a re has well he has a revelation on Mark eleven twenty three, and I know that scripture's back and forth, but it may not be revelation to me. Well, how do I get there? You keep hearing, and hearing, and hearing, until that light comes on. Amen. Have you ever tried going in your garage, guys, and work with the lights off? 
you make a mess. You got to have a light. The light has to be turned on. Revelation knowledge is that light. Revelation knowledge brings manifestation. That light comes on, you go, ah, that's what I got to do. Then you do it. Until then, it wasn't revealed. So you may have to hear it a hundred times. My brother came up to me, my older brother. We we grew up having issues with each other. He's the one that shot me in the back with a BB gun. He said, don't run in front of me. He's almost like he dared me. So you know I had to do it. Because he was, he was target practicing. And I said, oh, yeah? And then I had a BB pellet in my back. My mom had to get a tweezers and pull the thing out. But anyway, this is the same guy comes up to me and says, you want to hear a good joke? I said, okay. Anytime he comes up to me and asks something, I said, something's up. I was about nine years old. <clears throat> he comes up to me and says, yeah, you want to hear a joke? I said, okay, yeah. Pete and repeat were in a boat. <laughs> Pete fell out. Who's in the boat? Oh, let's repeat. Pete and repeat, we're in a boat. Pete fell out, who's in the boat? Repeat. Now, we went through that about four times. And about the fourth time, I'm saying, I had a short fuse, I have to admit. I had, as a nine-year-old, there was a fuse. He lit the fuse, and it's a short one. But he, he said it again, And the light came on. Uh Uh-huh. Now get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. But it took four or five times for me to catch on. I have to admit, I'm not the sharpest knife in the kitchen. But at the fourth or fifth time, I caught it. I got back with, I got him back. He, we got into a boxing contest. We were in a, I'm going to tell us, we were in a, we were in a family room in the, in the floors, it's hardwood floor, and he was boxing me. He had two pillows in his hand, and they're not very big, but he was taking them like this and hitting my ears. <laughs> and, and I had, and I was trying to fight him. I had, his, I had my two little cushions, and he kept going, and after about the fourth time, I said, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, you repeat something, you catch the light comes on. When he did this, I went like this. <laughs> he left himself wide open, and I knocked him. His feet went up. Of course, he had socks on, w- wooden floor. His feet went flying up. He went back on that floor. He said, I didn't see that coming. I said, I saw it coming. After the, after the fourth time, I caught light. The light came on, and I decked him. 
So there's, what I'm saying is you have to go through a process one time, two times, three, how many times? You may not understand the scripture, but just keep meditating on it. Keep going over it and over it and over it. The light will come on. That's why God told Joshua, keep the word in your mouth. Meditate in it day and night. Then, well, in order to do, then you'll have good success. It's so simple, but yet you, there has to be an effort. It takes an effort to do this. Hallelujah. I got this written down. We'll close. <clears throat> it's, I got, not only does watering keep the ground moist for the seed to grow, but also brings more revelation, more light for your faith to feed on. Amen. Hallelujah. So you, you, you say, well, I'm not getting the results. Just keep repeating it. See, see in Mark 11, 23, Mark 11, 23, uh, Jesus, and this is another revelation the Lord gave Kenneth Hagin. He said in Mark 11, 23, <laughs> actually the Lord, well, I don't want to get into that. But anyway, <clears throat> the Lord told told Kenneth Hagin, he said, have you noticed that there's one believing and three saying? We, well, I think we all heard that. So the Lord told Kenneth Hagin, you're, you're going to spend three times as much time on the saying part than on the believing part. You say something long enough, you'll believe it. Other words, you could school yourself into faith. By saying and saying and saying. Eventually, if you stick with it and meditate in it, stick your nose in the Word. I'm not saying you have to memorize a chapter. I'm not. But I'm saying you stick with it, you'll come up to another level. That light, that revelation light will come on. And it'll feed your faith and you'll go to another level. Hallelujah. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.